Okay, well, you talk, and then I'll talk and say, say, say something. What do you want me to say? Just say something. Just say something, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be great. Go. Are you nervous? I'm a little nervous. It's okay, I'm nervous too, because I can't. <laughs> like, I don't know how to do, because it's like, I love you so much. this is a conversation, but yeah. there's a freaking mic You're in between us, so it's like, the too. knowledge. Like it's not... <laughs> It's not like this little guy. Um, okay, so just go, just act like it's not there. Because, like, the conversation we just had for the, what, like, last hour and a half. But I'm not introducing myself to you, so, like, that But I, I forgot who you were. <laughs> How'd I meet you? What's your name? Go. All right, so my name is Hannah Knight. Yes. I am the director of junior high ministry at Westside Christian Church. Yes, you are. And I know you by working at Westside. Yes. Were we both interns? Or was Were I resident you, at that point? I think you had just started residency. Okay. Is that what it's called? So three and a half years ago. Wow. So crazy. Feels like a lifetime ago. It really does. So to give a little spiel of Hannah, I I feel like we didn't really get to like be friends until I kind of left. Yeah. Which I think okay. is a lot of how things happen anyway, right? And I was only there for six months, so it's not like there's a whole lot to, whole lot of time True. to do things. Um, so Hannah, she just has so much wisdom and so much heart in whatever she says. So I'm just like so stoked to have you on the podcast because, like, you were one of the names that just came up of like. I don't know if I saw your name on Instagram, like if I was watching one of your stories or something, and I was like, yeah. She, because of your passion, because of what you believe, um, not necessarily like X, Y, and Z, what you believe, but how you go about things and you actually like show it and act on it. Like that's really cool. So that's why I wanted you to be on here. Thanks. I laughed a little bit when you asked with the unapologetically series because I was like, I feel like I apologize frequently. (laughs) For a lot of things. That's true, yeah. So, the irony. Like, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you not sorry for? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Like, the actual sorry, not sorry. Right. Kind of, like, living it <laughs> yes. out. That's true. So, and also, guys, like, this is, it's so weird for me to, like, be a host and not, like, like here, here's the people I'm talking to <laughs> in this mic. Um, Hannah's my first interview for this, so it's going to be... I love the fact that it can just be random and have flow and not have flow, but just to let those people know, we don't know what we're doing. Not at all. I should know, but I don't. You're like the pro at this. Mm, not necessarily. Not right. I listened <laughs> I really... to a podcast today. There you go. Does that make me yes, more it does. <laughs> You know how they go. Right. There's an intro, there's an outro. Do you have fun really? music tears? Kind of. Like, yes. I've just had it for a long time, so I'm like super used to it. Like, I wish I had something new, but someone... I told them I loved Ben Rector, and Ooh. he, like, listened to one of Ben Rector's The Brand New Song, and mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily sound like it, but, like, has that kind of, like, fun groove. Nice. So, someone wrote one for me, which was really nice. That's fun. Yeah. So, let's just dive into, like, unapologetically, I've already told you my spiel before this, yeah. but what do you, when you read that text for me, as you mm-hmm. kind of, like, contemplated what you're going to talk about, what does that mean for you? Yeah. So, that it did mean, like... Not being sorry, like yeah. not apologizing yeah. um, for fill in the blank, whatever yeah. I was going to, to choose to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like I mentioned, like I do, like even if it's not a verbal or in person, like mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, 
oh my gosh, why I'm did so you just do that? Yeah. Why did you just say that? Um, and so I love that it, um, it did take me a bit to think through a little bit, like what mm-hmm. was something that I was going to talk about mm-hmm. that I am really passionate about that I do want people to know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I'm not sorry for. Yeah. So that is what unapologetically. Okay. So what are you not, not sorry, sorry for? for? Um, I am not sorry for being a doer and yes. if you know me really well, mm-hmm. you probably just laughed at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to get that confused with being busy. Yeah. So I am yeah. not sorry for being a doer. Like mm-hmm. I, I believe that that is how I am wired and created mm-hmm. and I love doing, mm-hmm. but it's not like doing doesn't necessarily equal being busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the things that I do, I love doing them with intentionality, mm-hmm. with a purpose, um, and just, just enjoying that instead of yeah. just filling up a calendar with endless, pointless things. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you're an Enneagram six, right? Or do you feel like you have you, cause that was three years ago. <laughs> that, so you could be I different. Know. Well, it's so funny. Um, my, my team and we still like at work cause we talk about the Enneagram a lot. Yeah. Like I'm still it was West labeled that I as a six. Okay. Yeah. Um, but over the past couple of years, like I went to an Enneagram coach, which was a really interesting experience. So fun, actually. Um, yeah. And so I have just been trying to process, um, what, what number I am. Mm-hmm. Am I a six or am I something else? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really interesting hearing just what even different people who are experienced in the Enneagram, what, mm-hmm. what they believe, because mm-hmm. it's not all what, what I was taught right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I'm still trying to pin yeah. down the exact number, but I do know a lot about sixes. What do you, I thought for three years I was what, one. Yeah. <laughs> What are you leaning towards now then? Um, the Enneagram coach actually said, so I've always scored two, six, or seven. Okay. Which is why I was like, well, if I'm a six, that would make sense. Seven's yeah. my wing. Let's have some fun. Perfect. You know, yeah. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my, the Enneagram coach said that I was a two. Okay. And so I, it, I just find that really interesting. Yeah. So. So have you I like leaned it. into it a little bit? I've leaned into two a little bit and okay. I've done a lot of research on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Enneagram 2 podcast, mm-hmm. if you listen to Typology, yes. is called Hold My Beer, and it makes okay. me laugh because I, in can't my head, <laughs> there's a lot of times where I'm like, watch me. Like, yeah. somebody will be like, you can't do that, and I'm like, watch all right, me. hold yeah. on a second, <laughs> watch me do this, you That's know? true, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but then there are, like, a lot of characteristics of a 2, and yeah. I'm like, I don't really know, yeah. like, if that's me. Um but then there's things with the six. Like I was yeah. listening to a podcast the other day on sixes and they're like, you most likely have like a first shade kit with you at all times. And I was like, not at all. Yeah. Like way to be prepared. Yes. Not <laughs> is at that, all. Is that if you have kids or yes. like, like, I don't know, but yeah. I do not have like a first shade kit yeah. with me at all times. Yeah. So obviously they talk about like the why behind things mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. that's really what I've been processing more on, but I don't know. Yeah. Cause I feel like the doer good. part. So, I do you know Annie F. Downs? Have you? Yes. Okay. That's who I listened to today. Okay. Yes. So you you were listening to her Enneagram like yes. podcast, and she did doing. sixes. Yes. Yes. So I listened to her one, two, and three, mm-hmm. um, and so I love that she's doing one focused on it because I've always wanted to do like just not like her like she's doing that like, mm-hmm. theme kind of thing. I just would want to have like just one conversation with someone about it. Yeah. Because they're always intertwined in conversations mm-hmm. that I have anyway. Um, but one of the things that she said on there for, I don't know if it was the ones or the twos, whatever one I listened to, 
was that, and I, this is how I explained it to the Enneagram to my dad yesterday, mm-hmm. was that the Enneagram is, okay, like nine colors, right? So like orange or red all the way to purple mm-hmm. or that's not nine colors because I really struggled to <laughs> have nine colors that weren't different shades of each other, explaining it to my dad. But so let's say like ones are red. Um, but when you think of red, everyone has a different red. Mm-hmm. And so every, like is if you're a one and I'm a one, I could be like a light red like this, like more like a faded red, right? Mm-hmm. Or then someone could be like a bright red fire truck thing. Yeah. So there's so many different, we're all ones, but we don't all fit in that same box. And yeah. so that's what I've realized is on the podcast, there are some things that they talked about. I was like, I'm not that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. But what I've always come back to is the desires, motivations, and fears mm-hmm. of that number yeah. that have really resonated with me. And what's interesting is, I don't know if you know anything about the one of how they have like the inner critic mm-hmm. where I was talking with a friend that's a one. And I was like, do you have like the same thing? And she's like, actually like... Mine's like flipped. Like hers isn't an inner credit to herself. It's like, it's not necessarily against other people. I mean, my inner critic is for myself, everybody, like just anything, any Mm. detail that I could find a fault in, it's just dumb. Um, but just hearing her say like, actually, no, I'm like, interesting. Like even our inner critics are different. Right. Um, so I'd be interested all to take it back to your doer thing Mm -hmm. of, when I think of a number that does stuff, is that seven or is a more three mm-hmm. of like the like going, 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 always having something on their calendar, always looking for not necessarily the next next best best thing best thing, but um, yeah, like you said, like filling the calendar, but not necessarily busy. So I'd be interested to know like what yeah you found out about it. Yeah, and it's not like the three because the three needs to achieve. Yeah, it's not that I need to achieve things. Yeah, um, I need to either prove it to myself that I can do it, uh-huh. which is because twos are helpers. Yeah, and so it's like, so like helping everyone else. Yeah, uh, and they kind of like they need to be like acknowledged. Yeah. for it, like that's a hidden secret. Yeah, of yeah. The twos. yeah. But I don't even need people to like. I don't yeah. need to be acknowledged for it. Yeah, that's so that I just need to prove to myself that I can do it, uh-huh. and that actually like motivate some of my doing this is that uh-huh. it's just like I just need to prove to myself that I can do this. Yeah. Um and they always talk about like sevens make up and they're like, what sounds fun today? Yeah. And I'm like, fun always wins. Yeah. <laughs> always. Fun like, always wins. Proving to myself or fun. Yeah. It's huh. a hard like can I do both? Well in all the numbers, what's crazy is they all connect. Mm-hmm. So I had a friend that thought she was a four for the mm-hmm. longest time. And a four is actually like the unhealthy version of a one. Mm. And she finds out like years later, she's a freaking one. Yeah. So not that she was like leaning into the unhealthy side of herself, right. but like, she was like, I had like an identity crisis mm-hmm. of like, I thought I was this number. So that's like kind of the problem of like saying we are this, right. we have to be that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see mm. like what you come to because more than anything, it has just helped me understand, like, half the reason I'm in counseling is because of my inner critic yeah. and the way that I talk to myself and the way that I don't even realize mm-hmm. the words and the phrasing and, like, the tone that I have in my head to where four or five months of counseling have just completely, not shattered it, like, it's not fixed whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will ever be fixed, but I've just brought it to the surface of, this is how I talk to myself yeah. and to then, like... 
like I actually had a journal. I started to write them down, but then forgot of like, here's some things that I say to myself, Mm -hmm. um, to where it just has helped me learn so much about myself where I just like want everybody to know about it. Yeah. Not because I need everybody to have a conversation about it with me. Like Mm -hmm. I really could care less if you knew anything. I'd still talk to you about it if you didn't know it, you know, it's more, I just want you to know yourself better Mm -hmm. and it helps me know my people better. Yeah. You know, like knowing my mom as a seven in understanding and that my, my dad, like my dad doesn't necessarily haven't like pinned him yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but like knowing here's some things about myself okay, I'm kind of like a 50-50 of my parents. So this is a part that came from my dad, from my mom yeah. and helps me love them better. Right. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Just yeah. excited for no, you. To I love like talking Enneagram, even though I don't know. One, Good. because I think it's hilarious when I tell people that I don't know, mm-hmm. um, because they almost get uncomfortable about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Like, Wait, you don't know who you are? Do not know yeah. what your Enneagram number is, especially in Christian circles. Yeah, now. like yeah. it's cool to be like, I'm a whatever. Like, exactly. I'm a two. I'm a three. Exactly. Um, and so I think that is really funny. Uh-huh. Um, but it's also this like I yeah I love hearing other people's stories behind mm-hmm. the how mm-hmm. they discovered or why they discovered mm-hmm. that they're that way and what comes out. So mm-hmm. yeah, I still love talking about it. So good. So well, so. you have to like let me know. If you figure it out, I feel like you're landing. I'm feeling a seven, but I don't, I don't want to lay, I don't want to land the plane when you're not ready. I have never had people be like, you're a seven. Other people have like labeled me, which is also not okay. Like that is not breaking number one rule. Yeah. Number one. Don't tell people. Like you can label them in your head. That's fine. All you want. Do not tell people. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, Cause then they'll have that identity crisis of like, people say they see this in me, but I actually don't see it at all. Yeah. But, and honestly, Anna, I don't even feel like I even know you that well, mm-hmm. but the way that you, I don't know, the positivity that you have that I feel like sevens do have, that's mm-hmm. where it's coming from. It's not necessarily, I'm like, dude, yep, you are afraid of pain and, um, you will always run away. Like, it's yeah. not like I have all these yeah. like five things. No, um, really quick. Yeah. You can cut this part out. <laughs> I'm going off on an Indian no. tangent. No, I love it. So I took, you're unapologetically I'm not, you don't know that. your Enneagram right. number. That, <laughs> Sorry, exactly. sorry, sorry, I don't know. Sorry, my there we go. Uh, that's what this whole podcast is <laughs> about. No, the second test before I went in with the coach, it was actually different than the one that was online. Mm-hmm. And so it was these questions on like a scale of one to ten, like where do you find yourself? And so it was like, do you have high expectations? Yeah. So I took that with my roommate who knew me for like years at that point. Uh-huh. Um, but that year we were living together, and so I was like, hey, take this with me. Yeah. And so that question came up: Do you have high expectations? And I was like. I do not have high expectations. And she's like, yes, you you do. do. (laughs) And I was like, no. And she's like, you lower them for other people, (laughs) which is really kind of you. (laughs) But But you have really high expectations. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that's just because I want like everyone to experience the best. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I like get satisfaction meeting other people's expectations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like a challenge. Yeah. Like challenge accepted. Yeah, absolutely. But it's so helpful to have people around. Yep. Who do know you and can mm-hmm. help you, like, mm-hmm. navigate, not tell you necessarily what number you are, but mm-hmm. just, like, help see some of those characteristics. Absolutely. Because we all lie to ourselves. Or oh, we yeah. have different coping skills. That- uh-huh. Well, and I remember my freshman year of college in psych class, you take the Myers-Briggs. I think it was Myers-Briggs. One or the other. And I remember Myers-Briggs, any other personalities test, like, in that class... I always told myself I was an extrovert because I love people. I love talking with people. Like, of course I got my energy from people and come to find out that's what I wanted 
to be. Yes. But that was not me whatsoever. And so until I was able to answer that question Mm. of like truly, okay, I love people, but do I really want to spend all of my (laughs) life surrounded by people? Actually, no, not (laughs) at all. Like, um, and figuring that out of, it's crazy how we answer the questions the way that we want to be seen and the way that we want to do things where, yeah, it's good to have people like, no, actually you're not fun in this instance, or you're not, you take yourself way too seriously. Like I would have never seen myself as a super sentimental person until I surround Mm -hmm. myself with a few of my friends that do not give a rat's butt about like anything to do with like that chair that I got from my grandma, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, you're right. Okay. Back to your doer, because I remember your email had, like, all these things written. Yes. What do you feel like brought you to that? There's one thing that I really wanted to touch on, because it's something that I've been learning, of the morning person kind of thing mm. that you talked on. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's super the doer thing, yeah. but do know that I want to come back to that. Okay. We can talk about whatever you, like, wherever you feel like, but the yeah. doer thing, where does this come from? Yeah, so... Up until probably December of this past year. So this mm-hmm. is really new that I'm unapologetically about it. Yeah. Um, I actually felt guilty mm-hmm. for my doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that at some points in my life, doing did being a doer did equal being busy. Yeah. And so it was unhealthy mm-hmm. and it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started to feel guilty because I, like the Bible story mm. of Mary and Martha. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like I have heard so many people teach on that and it like became one of the, like I dislike that story yeah. so much because yeah. I was just like, here we go again. Okay. Tell the story for some it. people that may not know. So what you're talking about. Uh, Jesus comes to the house and uh, Mary is sitting at Jesus's feet mm-hmm. and is listening to him and wanting to have a conversation with him and spend time with him. Mm-hmm. And Martha is in the kitchen mm-hmm. and she's like, Jesus, like, can you tell Mary to come and help me? Yeah. Like, Martha's cleaning, she's making, like, baking all the stuff. Yeah. Can you tell Mary to come and help me? And Jesus calls her out, and she, in a loving way, like yeah. Jesus says, and he's like, you're, you're missing the point. Yeah. Like, you're missing the point here. Mary has it right. Mm. And so when I heard that story being taught, you should go back and read the whole story. And yes. that is just like a small clip of that. Um, That's the exact story. That is written. Right. I actually memorized it. <laughs> that you was actually welcome. Matthew 8, 27 <laughs> <through> 31. <laughs> no, uh, not at all. I was like, let's miss people in the Bible. <laughs> um, oh, that was a lie. It's not the, not <laughs> only what I said was a lie. <laughs> Nothing that Hannah said was a lie. Okay, we're going back. <laughs> Um, and so I was like, okay, like I get it. I miss the mark. I miss the mark all the time because I am a doer and I'm not like, um, I'm not spending that time Mm. with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And here's where my misconception of that time with Jesus equaled. And Mm. it's what you're, you were referring to. Mm -hmm. My model of spending time with Jesus that Mm -hmm. I've seen in, uh, the, uh, women that I've had in my life that Mm -hmm. have talked to me about it. It has always been at 5 to 6 a.m., which who functions well at that time? <laughs> no one. God actually. did not create me yeah. to function well at that time. Nope. Uh, 5 to 6 a.m., they had a Devo, they had their Bible, they had their cup of coffee, mm-hmm. they were sitting out on their front porch. Mm-hmm. The Instagram pictures were beautiful yep. of it, um, or Facebook pictures. Whatever, whatever they're, they're older, on these right? days. <laughs> because they're older, 40 or older, like not as Not on Instagram. 
Um, they're getting there, yeah. but no. Um, and I was like, that is not me. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly, and I still have them, I have like six unfinished divas mm-hmm. sitting on my shelf. Mm-hmm. And I just kept making the excuse, well, maybe I just didn't buy the right devotion. Mm-hmm. Maybe this just isn't the topic that I'm supposed to be on. Yep. Or I would, like, my alarm would go off at 5 a.m. and I would hit the snooze and then 7 a.m. would roll around and, and I missed it. my God time. And yep. then I felt guilty about it. Yep. And so it just kept making me feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And what I realized uh, back in, I think it was January, our lead guy taught on that verse. Mm-hmm. And he said that it's the first time that I've ever heard it taught like this. Mm-hmm. Other people might have and I've just missed it. Mm-hmm. But... Um, it was that, it wasn't that Martha's doing was wrong. Mm. It wasn't her in the kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, making stuff and, and being a host, mm-hmm. trying to be a host that was yeah. wrong. Yeah. It was that she wasn't spending time with Jesus first. Mm. Um, and so that is the part that Mary had that she was missing. Yeah. Is that Mary was, she welcomed Jesus into the home and she yep. sat at his feet mm-hmm. and then who knows what she did after? Yeah, we don't but know like Jesus, story. spending time with Jesus was first. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. So that, like, it doesn't matter the time of day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but spending time with Jesus, as long as that is first, mm-hmm. my doing, um, my, my doing is okay. My, yeah, your doing, doing comes from that. Right. It's mm-hmm. not coming, like, I shouldn't feel guilty about mm-hmm. doing because I have spent mm-hmm. that time with Jesus. And mm-hmm. so that is why I say that it's not just busyness. Like mm-hmm. I don't want it to get, um, misconstrued, like construed with yeah. being yeah. busy. Like mm-hmm. it is this intentional doing. Mm-hmm. And so that is where, uh, the idea in December, I was actually, um, looking for new hobbies to do, mm-hmm. which is where I, like before I would have said that it was unhealthy because my busy that filled my calendar, mm-hmm. people would be like, well, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, work. Yeah. <laughs> I am a junior high pastor. Right. So, so what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like this is fun. That is fun. Like, yeah. right. Um, like, you know, the things that we get to yeah. do, like the events we get to do. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you mean like hanging out with people my age? Mm, I get like, it. I get it. <laughs> right. Being social with adults yeah. and not students. Okay. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to try to do uh, this new hobby. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find a hobby. I had just read a book that like rocked my world that talked about uh, creation and clay. Hmm. And What how, was the book? Um, it's Not Supposed to Be This Way by Lisa oh, Turkers. Yep. I'm halfway through that one. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks about how God... Like, we'll create new things when you add like dust, from dust and water yep. together. It creates clay. And so, that's a whole other story that I could go off on. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I I understand what she's saying in my head, but I want to feel that. And mm-hmm. so, I was like, I'm going to go sign up for pottery. Yes. <laughs> I've never done pottery in my entire life. The, like, uh, like I was so nervous I was going to fail. Yeah. Like, I was so terrified. And I was like, of course I'm going to fail. Yeah. Like, I've never, I've never done, done this it. before. Yeah. Um, so, I signed up for that class. And I went through pottery and the six weeks ended. And after I was done, I was so sad. Aww. It was so crazy. It was yeah. like, I've never felt more disconnected from huh. God once that class wrapped up. No way. And I realized that that is what the intentional doing was. Oh. Um, so my, when I was telling somebody else this 
about this and he referred to it as an action prayer. So you know how we get baptized. Like Mm -hmm. we say a prayer and then we do an action or we we have communion and we pray and we take communion. Like Mm -hmm. we complete these actions we do, uh, but with a prayer. And I'm like, that is what I want my God time to be. Yeah. And so I was like, from now on, for the rest of the year, I'm going to get a word. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find a mentor in our church Mm -hmm. and I'm going to have a hobby that goes with it. And so after uh, a couple weeks after pottery class, I reached out to another lady in our church. Mm -hmm. I was a little afraid of rejection. Like, is she going to say yes? Mm -hmm. Plus, like, people, I feel like that is getting lost. Like, asking someone to mentor you. Absolutely. Um, Because I think that we're all afraid of them saying no. Like, we don't want to be rejected. Honestly, if you could think about anybody walking up and being like, will you mentor me? Like, how freaking awesome is that? For someone to be like, I see you and I actually, like admire who you are and I want you to lead me in my life. Yeah. Like be a part of that. Like who would want to say no to that? Unless they had literally so many different things on their plate. Like they physically could not give that to you, but it wouldn't be no because they don't want you. But yeah. 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 I've had to teach and I'm sure you've talked about it with your junior high students, but I remember my eighth graders that I had a couple years ago. We had to be like, dude, you have to ask for people Mm. to reach into your life. Like, there's some people, like me and your other leader, like, we're going to be here every Tuesday, like, no matter what. But if you, Mm. and we're going to be there throughout the week, like, we're going to try to reach out, but you have to take initiative as well. Like, if Mm. you want someone to pour into your life, you can't just, like, stand there. Right. Arms wide open and not tell anybody about it. Because, like I said, like, we'll drip a little bit in every once in a while. Right. But, like, you have to ask for it. Yes. And it was so cool after that of, like, a few of them came up to us and were like, okay, can you actually make time for us outside of our small group that we actually have? Mm -hmm. Are you guys teaching that? Like, is that something that's kind of part of? A little bit. Yeah. It's interesting to see, like, the junior hires are still at that age where they're a little bit still more willing mm-hmm. to ask. Mm-hmm. But I think that as we get older, we lose that. Absolutely. Because we think that we should have it together or figure it out because we're adults. Mm-hmm. Or, like, mm-hmm. we need to figure it out by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, why would we ask? Pride gets in the way. Absolutely. So much. Mm-hmm. It's a pride check. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Like, I have seen some of that with our junior hires. Mm-hmm. And it's sweet when mm-hmm. they, they get it. And I want to mm-hmm. cultivate that. Yeah. I want that to keep growing because I don't want them to get... Yeah. older and not not be willing to ask yeah. ask for help yeah sorry side tangent no that's good you stuff. go to the woman and yeah left so side. i text her because mm-hmm. i'm like well that's safe yeah it's a text message <laughs> not that bold yeah. in her interface uh but i'm like hey like i this is what i'm doing the word is compassion mm-hmm. god had just like been revealing that word through counseling through mm-hmm. a couple books i was reading and so i was like i want to grow in this would you be willing to help me and she responded back so quickly mm. and she was like, yes, like I cannot wait. Um, she was humbled that I asked her. Mm-hmm. And so that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, because it's like, I am calling that out in her, right? Like yeah. I have seen this in you. Yes. I want you to teach me like, how do you do yeah. that? How do you love people so well? How do you show compassion to people so well? Yeah. And so we met for a month. Okay. And learned about compassion and the hobby was creating, like hosting people yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and so creating like different themes and food boards and just stuff like that. It was cool. so cute and some really fun. And then I um, went into surrender was mm-hmm. my next word. Mm-hmm. And so I started horseback riding lessons. Wow. Which I had never even been on a horse before. What, what <laughs> so connected that word to horseback riding? So... Uh, honestly was the person okay like 
it wasn't the hobby that came first for that one. Okay. okay. I was like, this woman, like I've seen her through her different ministries, mm-hmm. uh, through like her relationship with her husband. Mm-hmm. Like she just surrenders. I think I know who you're talking about So too. well. And so, um, I was like, yeah, like I want to, yeah. I want her to mentor me yeah. in this word. Um, and so we have had amazing conversations in that. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I learned horseback ride. So I'm cool. still learning the horseback still doing ride. It. Yeah. Still doing it. Um, but each time that I've done that, it's going through scripture and finding mm-hmm. that word in scripture. Where does it show up? Mm-hmm. What context is it in? Um, what stories are connected to that mm-hmm. and how is whoever the character in the Bible, um, portraying that? Mm-hmm. How does that connect also then back to Jesus? Mm-hmm. And so it has just been so cool, like to, for that to be, um, for that to be my hobby, for that yeah. to be what I am doing mm-hmm. and for that to be how I'm spending my time because that is how God created me. Yeah. And so it's not just this like cookie cutter, Hey, your morning time should be 5am yep. with this Devo and your Bible. Mm-hmm. God created all of us in a beautiful, unique mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And so connecting those desires and, um, just those new things that we're yeah. learning back to him has just been really cool. Yeah. So do you still have some morning devotion times? Like, do you still sometimes not wake up at five, but like still sometimes and wake up and like have a devotion with the Lord? Yeah. So I will like my, my time, like I still start with Jesus. Like that's yeah. my whole goal is yeah. to still get up and start with Jesus. And obviously like I am not perfect at it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I am the one that's eating breakfast on the way to work mm-hmm. or when I get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have to intentionally like cut some of that time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has, it is easier now because it's not filled with guilt. Yep. I have given myself permission to create that time mm-hmm. and craft that time, how God has wired me to craft that mm-hmm. time. So sometimes it that. is listening to worship music. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is journaling and writing things out. Mm-hmm. Um, it all, mm-hmm. all looks different. Yeah. I love that. Cause there was a book that I read. Oh man. What is it called? Mercy. Mercy over. No morning, morning and mercy. Something of Jane Johnson. I don't know if you've heard oh, of her. I haven't heard of her. Um, but the book was all about, um, that's loud. That's so loud. <laughs> I'm going to shut that off. Let me. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay. The book, Mercy Over More, something like that. And what she's talking about is creating that morning, that mm-hmm. time for the Lord. Um, and because I'm not a morning person, mm-hmm. I've tried really, really hard to be. And so I don't know if it's, I'm sure some other people, like, like you were saying, you have that same like guilt and just like this, how do I even figure this out? Um, but she gives it, hers is, um, what I kind of come back to is she's just filling her well. Like she's Mm -hmm. literally filling something and digging her well and like just pouring his word and his, um, his words, all his truths into this place to where she can like use it for later on. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I read that, one of the things, what was it? It was like, okay, so tithing. So tithing your time, Mm -hmm. tithing your money. So we all, whenever we think of tithing, we think of money. Like, okay, 10%. Awesome. Give that to the Lord. But then she's like, think about it for your time. Of like tithing your time for the Lord. And and I'm someone that like, okay, I have to, like, you give me this. I'm going to do it and to the full. Um, 
but I'm going to probably beat myself up the entire time and that I'm not doing it right. So 10% of your time of 24 hours is what? Two hours and 40 minutes. So I'm thinking, she's like, this is like her first chapter. And she's like, 10% of your time to the Lord in the morning, two hours and 40 minutes. And I'm like, I means I have to wake up at four. Oh my <laughs> right? Yeah. Like doing the math in my head. And of course she's like super gracious of like, She's not saying, like, you have to get to that, nor I don't ever think, I don't know if that's her time, but she's like, you build that time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, like you're saying, like, being intentional of what you're giving your time to and what you're doing in that time. Um, But I don't know, that morning routine has always been really Mm -hmm. tough for me because, first of all, I love coffee and I love Mm -hmm. the idea of, like, a fresh cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. I love the idea of sitting on a porch or like sitting, like I literally, we got this kitchen table. It's literally a small little kitchen table with only two seats. Mm-hmm. It's more a porch table. <laughs> um, but I love this idea of like, okay, scripturally in Psalm 23, as well as like in a few songs I've heard, like the Lord sets the table for us mm-hmm. and he's just like waiting for us to come to him every morning. Yeah. And so I was like, sweet, I'm going to go to the table. I'm going to, he's like, the Lord's going to have so much for me. And it worked for like a week. Yeah. And then I just like died down because I think I'm similar to you. Like there's some mornings where I can journal forever, mm-hmm. but then there's a lot of mornings where I don't have any want to journal anything out. Yeah. And my capacity to take anything in in the mm-hmm. morning is like zero. Right. To maybe two percent, right? Um, as well as like, I don't. I like having. Um, I like having a routine, but I don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to have to do the same thing every single morning. Like devotions mm-hmm. with the little excerpt and then like ver- like verses from it. I don't. That's not some, a way that I learn, and I yeah. used to like hate that about mm-hmm. myself because I was like, well. Why don't I? Because everybody else does. Like, it works for everybody else. All to say, like, that whole morning thing, when you wrote that, like, stuck out to Mm -hmm. me because I think it's something that I really still do. Like, I'm like, well, I didn't wake up and, like, go straight to my Bible for two hours or, Mm -hmm. you know, actually have... Like, I did, let's say I did read a verse, but I didn't sit on it Mm -hmm. for an hour like I wanted to. Like, I genuinely want to give that time to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I... And, well, I have to go to work, so, like, yeah, I'm busy. But at the same time, it's, like, I don't know. It's just seasons of life are all different. You can do it in some seasons. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I also, too, think, like, throughout the Bible, like, we see people encountering Jesus, Mm -hmm. not just in the mornings, like, all throughout the day. And so I don't think that it, like, I don't think encountering Jesus, like, Mary getting it right as in, like, she did that first, Mm -hmm. means first thing in the morning. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think that that's important because that's when we start our day Absolutely. and, like, the first thing that we do. But think about all the, like, before you walk into that meeting mm-hmm. or before you, for me, like, before I hit programming that night yeah. or fill in the blank, like, I take those as the opportunity to first encounter Jesus. Like, yeah. how am I praying for this situation? Yeah. Am I asking the Spirit to come in? Like, mm-hmm. that, those are just as important yeah. as... Right off the bat. But mm-hmm. I think that we get so caught up with what does our morning time look like. That's mm-hmm. like, well, how are you encountering Jesus the rest mm-hmm. of your day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's really good. So, taking it back to, like, the doer and wanting to kind of not necessarily need, like, a physical, tangible thing. But if you could, maybe not even physical, t- maybe that's not even the words I'm looking for. Um, 
I love the whole thing where people like write a letter to like their 33 year old self or like, because Lisa Turker said for her on Instagram and she's done that a few times over the last few months. Um, like what's something that you could, you wish you could tell yourself, Mm -hmm. I don't know, three months, six months, six years from now, not from now, uh, past. (laughs) (laughs) What's the word I'm looking for? Um, before your old self, mm-hmm. like what is something that you wish you could have known of like, I'm actually not mm-hmm. sorry that I do it this way. Um, and like kind of speak truth into it. One of the things I think is the whole morning. Yeah. Like I, I wish I could write a letter to myself. Yeah. Um, and, and tell myself not to feel guilty for mm-hmm. this, um, to, fill that time mm-hmm. with like how God created me yeah. um, and to spend time with him and be grateful for the way that he created me instead mm-hmm. of feeling guilty for the way that he created me because it didn't yeah. match yeah, um, or questioning the way that he created me because it didn't match mm-hmm. what other people were doing. Um, the other part of this is um, to do with intention. Mm-hmm. I, or to be a doer with intention. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, I was on a mission trip, and this was talking about serving the the homeless people. Do we give money to people who are out there holding a sign? Yeah. And I remember the guy who, he was working with um, the poverty community down mm-hmm. in St. Louis, and he said, it's not our job to decide on whether those people yeah. um, need that money or not. It is Or our, use the money in the way that we think they should use it. Right. It is our responsibility to be so in tune with the Holy Spirit Mm. that when he prompts us to do something, we do it. Mm. And so that is what I wish that I could also tell myself Mm. is not to fill my calendar with busyness, Mm -hmm. um, but to get so in tune as as close as I can Mm -hmm. uh, to the Holy Spirit and to work at that. Mm -hmm. So when he prompts me to do that, it is out of purpose and Mm -hmm. it is with intentionality. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I'm trying to think as you're talking, a tangible way for someone to take from this talk would be spending time with people who are wise that will speak truth into you, yep. that will help you get close mm-hmm. uh, to God, that will help you dive into the word because that's how we get closer to the spirit. Absolutely. Is by spending more time mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be in the morning. It doesn't have to be in the morning. It could literally be like one of my most favorite things from, it was actually when I worked at Westside, when mm-hmm. I was walking through my depression and anxiety, was the reason I actually didn't want to sell this car is because my drives to work were like mm-hmm. the most holy moments I had with the Lord. Yeah. I wasn't in scripture. I wasn't like, yeah, I, I had scripture in my head. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't really tell you if I was ever reciting it, but like I never listened to music in those times because that was my time with God. Yeah. And so there's drives that I have to work. Like I have a commute to work or if I'm going to a friend's house, like sometimes just like screw it. Like I can't listen to music right now. I'm just going to sit in this. Doesn't mean I do it every single time. Doesn't mean I do it perfectly, Mm -hmm. but it's that like being intentional and trying to taking the time for God. So I think, especially when we think of like, okay, dive into time with God. Like we automatically think Bible open. All Mm -hmm. right. That's like you actually, yes, I think that's, definitely definitely needs to be part of it but it's also okay if your bible isn't open and you're Mm -hmm. actually just calling him to be with you and Mm -hmm. asking him to be with you because he will yes and spending that time Mm -hmm. whether it's five six ten minutes 20 minutes yeah like it doesn't matter he can do anything in that time right but like inviting him into that Mm -hmm. then also for you like what's something 
that you're doing that you can be intentional about. Be intentional about, but then also like, I love the idea of before you go into the meeting, before you go into something like, even honestly, just saying Jesus's name is so mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah. I, before, like I'm just looking at your door, like before I cross the threshold into your house mm-hmm. from the sidewalk, like just saying Jesus name. Yeah. Like that's an invitation mm-hmm. and how like that's a simple thing. Like, how sweet would more moments be mm. if we asked Jesus to be a part of our conversations, to be a part of our time with people. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't, and then this is something I have to remind myself too, like I even said this morning, like, well, I mean my, this morning was more like 1130 when I had this like quiet <laughs> time with God, but like, um, it was like, I want to see people and actually like, if I'm going to have a conversation with someone, just have a conversation with someone. Yeah. And I put so much pressure on myself that the name of Jesus and the gospel has to be spoken mm. when I think that Yes, there's definitely times that that needs to be spoken. But at the same time, I think, like, looking at this mic, like, it just is conversation that people are just wanting to have and actually, like, dying inside to have. And if that brings up Jesus, awesome. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to always be about him. And if you just invite him into it beforehand, he's in it in spirit. Mm -hmm. Or, like, they bring up something. Like, it can Mm -hmm. open a door. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't always have to be. Because I put pressure on myself of, like... Okay, the person that sits across me at the coffee shop, I gotta tell him the gospel. Yeah, like I got like straight from the get go that Jesus was born, right. Jesus was died on the cross, and then resurrected. You should love Jesus. Yeah. Like that's what it goes yeah. on in my head of like I have to tell this person that when actually, yeah, I totally can. But yeah, it's just conversation too that right. needs to be had. Yep. So it's true. Wow, I love it. This is good. This is so fun. This is like a really good one. So end it. You are unapologetically. A doer. A doer, yes. (laughs) A doer.